Hola YouTube, my name is Ricardo Lino and I'm a wheel addict. This is Skate Talks number 23. So, my guest today, I'm not sure, but I think he comes from Florida. He lives right now in San Diego, he is a pro skater for Razors. He's 28 years old and started skating when he was 11. So, where does he come from? Is he really from Florida? I don't know. So let's just call John from. Let's see where John comes from. <laughs> okay, let's do the phone call. Ricardo. Yo, how are you doing, John? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I was just try I was debating with myself. It's still too early for me here. And I was just debating <laughs> where do you really come from? Is it for Florida? Yeah, yeah. That's where I was born. Okay, so John from Florida. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I lived there for most of my life, like uh, 26 years. Okay, and why moving out? To California? Yep. Well, I, I originally I moved to Atlanta. I lived there for a year. Uh, I, I took a job, and then um, I got promoted at that job, and that's how I got to California. Okay. And you could choose where you wanted to yeah. go, or you had to go to, or you chose, or the job was just um, in California. So the job was in Southern California, and uh, I could pick like it was basically between like L.A., San Diego, Long Beach, like anywhere in that like vicinity, and I just chose San Diego because I just thought San Diego just kind of called to me, and. Uh, I don't know, it just made sense at the time. <laughs> I love San Diego. It's sometimes, I, uh, sometimes I feel, ah, oh man, I don't know. I don't know if the word is sorry. I don't want to say sorry. I feel <laughs> sad there's not that much as it used to be going up and going down in there. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Because I guess like because yeah, the magazines know. were there and everything and everyone right, used to right. travel always to San Diego. But now it feels like it's a little bit more north. Like it feels like it happens more like mm -hmm. in the LA area. And not no, that definitely, much. definitely. Like, there's we were. I was talking with uh, with Russell Day. Like, I skate with him all the time, and um, we're like the only two pro skaters in San Diego now. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy if you think about it. Because it's know. like the mecca. Yeah, that was everything. I, I, yeah, man, at least two at each session that I used to to do in San Diego when I would when I would go to San Diego a few years ago. Right. Anyway. So when was the last time you were here? Uh, it's if, if been you know. a while. I think it, I've been in California. The last time I went, the last two, three times I went, I think was for riding bikes. For skating, it was. Oh, okay. okay. The la for skating, I guess the last time was like 2005 or 2006. It's been a while. Oh my god! I yeah, did damn. skate the last time that I was there. I stayed with Michelle Stalin. They call him Estrogen. You know the oh, the yeah, roller skating yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah, I stayed right, with her in right. Long Beach, but it, I was with roller skates. We didn't land skate. It was like, I guess it was 2006, something like that. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> were you skating already Crazy. in 2006? Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I started skating in like 01, 02. And, um, but I mean, I, I didn't go to California until I was like, man, like 17, 18 years old. I went there for the first time. So that wasn't until like 2008 or 9. Okay. Yeah. How did how did you got into skating? Was skating that big in Florida, or you just started uh, like in your street? How was it? 
so like at, at my school, these like kids just kind of were telling me about this skate park. It was called uh, Ramp 48, which is kind of a weird name, but um, it was like uh, this like you know indoor skate park. It was like basically they gutted like a supermarket, like an old supermarket, mm-hmm. and they built like a skate park inside of it. And um, but did they shut down the funny. supermarket or or did yeah well they. Basically, what it was was it was like a old supermarket, and they just the owner had that you know that building, yeah. and he just leased it out to like this guy who wanted to make a skate park. Okay. And so you can kind of see like the you know the way like you know all the poles were inside, and then like even in the back it had like you know the double doors like where you know <laughs> like the meat area was and everything. So you could kind of see like it was it was a grocery store, but the way they set it up was like super cool, and they kind of decked it out you know made each little corner you know make make sense for each section of the skate park that's so sick. it was cool well, how, do you, how did you say it was called let me just google it <laughs> uh ramp 48 they they're not there anymore they actually moved the skate park around like 10 years later to like a, a church so it's kind of like a strange thing it like was kind of church funded mm-hmm. um but uh it was like you know still a skate park like the the people who backed it were like these like super christian kind of people mm-hmm. um but i mean you know it was the place to go skate it was a good skate park actually um I'm, i can see it now i can I, see it now it, it looks amazing let me tell you with the with the red it has like the red right that's the like pole. the newest part like some of that i haven't even skated because i haven't been there in over like five six years just because I've been in California and, and other places for so long. Oh, yeah, I see the old one yeah. had, like, blue mattresses around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking for that. It yeah. looks cool. Yeah. I, I was, because yeah. the reason why I wanted to Google it, I remember, like, in the old day, in the old videos, sometimes some of the skate parks were in really low roofs if that makes sense so people yeah, would be skating yeah, i always remember yeah. like some of the guys skating like in really low skate parks it looks so sick it kind yeah, of sketches so, sometimes but <laughs> no for sure it, it was kind of low if you ever um have you seen bg16 um yeah. alex broskow section yeah so alex's section there's like three clips like in the skate park he does like topsail like it's like an extension and then drops down to a lower extension like topsail true topsail and then he does like a disaster full cavalier porn star on like some disaster box. So it's like in the middle of his section. So if you ever watch that, that's like the Ram 48 that I grew up skating. Okay. And you grew up skating, looking at Alex, Bro- like, yeah, not well, looking first, at him, not looking at yeah, him. But the, the, the first couple of years, Alex actually lived in Florida. He like went to school and um, like, I, I'm not sure. I don't know the whole story with Alex, but. Um, I know his mom lived in, in Jupiter, which was like a city around like 35 to 40 minutes north of me. So I would see him at the skate park when I was really, really young. And everyone's like, oh, that's Alex Broskow. He's like the next big thing, you know, in skating. And then well, they were sure wrong. enough, like, <laughs> no, they weren't wrong at all. <laughs> sure enough, I was, I was buying his pro skate, you know, his rollerblade skate like three, four years later. So. Okay. That was always pretty cool. But let me yeah. let me ask you something. Back then, he was on K two, right? Yeah, and yeah. This he is, was on K two and, uh, and Senate. Okay, I don't know if this makes sense, but it's kind of weird because 
Frankie Morales were, was also from Florida, right? And he was Correct. also skating That's for right. K2 and Senate. Maybe there was yes. some some kind of connection between K2 and Maybe. Florida. Because they were I'm, like the, not, the young kids, I don't know. They had a lot of shops back in the day. Like, even before I started skating, there were like five, six skate shops within the South Florida area. So that really drew a lot of attention from a lot of brands. And I'm guessing K2 is definitely like part of that. <laughs> just give me a second. I'm just at my parents' house. I'm just trying to find a way to sit differently. No problem. It's funny. I, I told you my parents are in, in Portugal before. Now I was just talking to my mom before that, before this. Yeah. <laughs> Portugal is getting like, okay, now I'm sitting in the floor. I've been sitting more and more in the floor. I don't know. I think it's just getting older. I just feel better sitting in the floor. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm getting too scared of falling out of the chair. <laughs> it's too high for me. Anyway, <laughs> so tell me, and did you, how did you go into razors? You were like, oh man! You were in Florida. Did you went to any event or what? How did the whole thing happen? So, man, it's like you have to go back like before I was on Razors, which I used to ride for Volo. Mm. Um, so that was like my first skate sponsor. Um, so I got uh, like it's kind of fuzzy, but basically what happened was I went to a bitter cold showdown in like i think it was 2007 or 2008 and i won the the qualifier or whatever the basically the event that gets you into the pro-am contest okay you won the am um, the ham thing whatever yeah well they didn't have like an am contest they just had a they called it like the qualifier it was like 150 people it was what? pretty like it okay. was intense back what other then. what other names were there come on just let us know uh, like 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 Mike Colliner was in it, Brian Arnold, um, trying to think like Sneaky, Jake Dodson. Jake Dodson was there and Sneaky. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Matt yeah. props oh, yeah. for you. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, okay. Well, I think I think Jake. I think Sneaky. No, not Sneaky. Jake was actually like he got into the pro am. Like he didn't have to qualify, but I didn't have a sponsor at the time, so <laughs> I had to qualify. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I that happened, and I met. Uh, you know, Brad and Chad Anthony. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So th they were like skating for this or this shop. It was called Blue Wallace, a really strange name, and uh, they just got me hooked up with them. And at the time, they had a they already had a shop rider for razors. And uh, so I couldn't ride for Razors. Like back then, you know, you needed to have a shop sponsor in order to be on Razors yeah. or and for, Rams and all that. Let me explain this for some people that don't know. Some some shops or some countries would be able to to have more riders, but for some people, right, for right. some people, this is hard to understand. And they're yeah, always like, yeah. "Oh, well, why do they have like ten skaters and then my shop or my country only have one, or sometimes not even enough?" Right? Because for companies, it's obviously an investment to have a rider. So exactly. if, if a shop is going to order 1,000 skates instead of 15 pairs of skates, obviously the shop that orders 1,000 skates will have a lot more power. So they will have a lot more skate. They will have the opportunity to support a lot more skaters. Obviously, right. because they also make right. more money than they can put their own money if they want, which not everyone mm -hmm. does. 
but also because the companies will also want to support what they do and they they see exactly. it more as a marketing obviously so exactly. just and, just to explain that, it so that's probably why like maybe the the blue yeah. wallace wasn't that big yeah or, it was it, yeah it wasn't big at the time and the shop that we had in florida already had like a guy on razors and there was like the shop that was local in florida was sponsoring like frankie morales sean kelso um i forget who else was on their team who, which, Some what shop was that what was the name of the shop it, it was oh, uh it was called the skate shop just the skate shop that's awesome that's like, actually the best yeah. name imagine yeah. if, if you could google it the skate if you could just yeah. get your name the on the website the web shop cool. the skate shop.com that's it it was called the skate shop online.com that's our that's first. okay but imagine if you can yeah. take the online the skate shop.com you yeah. make money with that that's for sure for sure he did he did well in his first couple of years but but anyways like so i rode for that shop and they basically told me they're like hey you know we really like have this opportunity with volo like like we can't give you free skates but like we can give you them at cost you know so i was like all right I, so I bought like the, you know, do you remember the maroon Baileys, like the ones that look like the bands? Of course I do. Of course yeah. I do. So that was my that was my first pair of Volos, and I just like started skating them. I love the skate, um, and I just started filming in them con constantly. I like I just like it was my last year of high school, and like I didn't really have like much going on because high school was like kind of easy for me. Um, <laughs> like my last year of high school, I only took like three classes because I I completed everything so i was skating all the time and so you know i i luckily like was just out filming and i got all in lots of footage and um i went to the the super hick oh man it's in atlanta i know i know i was in atlanta i remember that and i and i did really well in one of the contests like i got left to the finals or something like that and and when i was like basically after that around two weeks like two or three weeks i was starting college and i got an email from john julio like hey we, i just want to reach out to you and see if you'd like to get some skates and i was like i just like my jaw dropped i was like what <laughs> it was like a life-changing thing for me at the time because i was like i wasn't really expecting it um and then yeah that's just kind of how everything kind of began for me That's awesome. Let me ask you something. What yeah. skates were you yeah. skating before you had to pay off price for your Valos? Um, actually, it's funny. I was skating the the Aragon 2s, like the first SL. I remember that skate. I remember that skate. Yeah. I had that skate. I, I, lo I loved it. I loved, like, every, like, uh, I just, as soon as I saw Aragon in them, like, at some contest, I was like, I gotta get those skates. So it was like a huge draw to me. I guess they they made like a really smart marketing marketing campaign back then, if that makes sense. Like when they explained to everyone yeah. how low the skate was and how closer you uh, you were to the frame and how much more you could fill right. when you grind. And that was I think that was really smart. Obviously, the product was I good. I remember all the yeah i remember all the razors news podcasts exactly do you remember, do you remember those of course yeah I did. that was great like it was so good and i that was a big draw to a lot of people because that was you know pre-youtube you know pre you know a lot of things it was when they you had to subscribe to their channel on uh itunes mm -hmm. and so you like get that you get the video cast and you watch it and 
they just had all those videos of like explaining the skates. They had one, I think, of Don skating it, and then Aragon, and it was it was great. And they were consistent, super consistent. I don't know what happened yes, to that project. Super consistent. Do you know what happened to that project? Because I know that they moved. <laughs> no. I know that they moved their. Well, they moved a little bit to YouTube, and then yeah, slowly faded away. Well, a lot of things like. You know, a lot of things moved to YouTube because of the Brazilian Air guy when he kind of came in and started working on game theory, and that was when I was like first on Razors. Yeah. Elton Sikan, um, I think that was his name, right? Right, right. And then after like they they kind of pushed Brazil out, then it you know kind of everything kind of faded from not from YouTube, but like all the the podcast vidcast kind of thing. They just kind of went in a direction of. You know, we have YouTube content and then move to social media, Facebook, and then eventually Instagram and whatnot. Okay. But then how did Razors happen? Because you went from Valo? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a, good, that's a good story. So, yeah, so basically what happened was is like uh, just me and Valo were kind of just going in different paths. And like maybe I was just young and just, you know, I, I expected more from skating but i just kind of felt like i wasn't i don't know i wasn't getting that much from it and um <laughs> i got another skate shop sponsor which is my current one um asphalt beach skate shop which is still exists it's like the only one of the only blading um skate shop they do like all sorts of blading free skate aggressive quads that's they sponsor, cool uh, where are they looking they sponsor at a nashville tennessee okay, okay. Yeah, so I was on them, and they got me hooked up with ground control. So I was riding ground control while I was skating volos. And then basically what happened was the East Coast rep of Razors, Mac McMeans, hit me up and just kind of asked me, you know, how things were going and, you know, what was going on in my life. And I kind of told him my frustrations with, with Volo. And he said, oh, well, you know, hey, I got the new Aragon 3s. You know, I'll, I'll send them to you if you want to try them out. And so I was like, sure. You know, I'll get, I'll give them a go, and um, I didn't really commit to skating for razors. I just kind of said, "Hey, I'll, uh, you know, I'll try them. I'll on. skate the skates." Yeah, yeah. And then I went to some contest in Florida, um, like maybe a month later, and I met, you know, Jeff Akers. I'd known Jeff before that, but you know, I saw him, and he was just like, "Oh, we're really stoked to have you on the team." You know, sick. And I, <laughs> that's kind of just how it. <laughs> it started <laughs> and just ever since then just been uh it's like when you're dating when you're just going out with a girl without knowing and she's like yeah, yeah. i love this relationship <laughs> it's it's funny because like i i met jeff like at that skate park that i told you i grew up at when i was like 13 years old i didn't know like who he was or anything i was just i saw this guy skating remedies and he just introduced himself as jeff and he just told me he was the the sunshine rep i had no idea what that was like back then and, and then sure enough, like, rep. <laughs> yeah and sure enough six years later you know this the, the, this is the guy who's sponsoring me so it's pretty cool okay can you explain to some of the people listening to this who jeff is because so jeff is like he does everything for razors i mean like he's the sales guy runs operations, team manager, social media, kinda. team manager. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy like, like when people say like sunshine has impact, like good customer service, it's, it's Jeff, like Jeff. If they say, it's, if they say it's bad, 
It's also that's it. That's it. That's Andy. No, I'm just kidding. You gotta get fired. You know that, right? No, 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 no. I'm just joking. No, just joking. I know, but I, it's it's kind of it's kind of fun. No, not fun. It's kind of weird that you say uh, that about you and Velo or not feeling that support. Because the what I always thought about Velo was mm-hmm. that there were a lot more strict with the skaters that they would choose a lot more picky they would have right. a lot less riders that was always the mm-hmm. idea that i had and i met john at at the beginning huh? when he when he was looking for one skater in europe at first and that <laughs> one skater was gabriel gabriel and oh, then the okay. second yeah. skater was tyron and that was it that I'm was they, they were the two skaters then they also had gazimo and they had three skaters in europe for a long time yeah. so it at least the idea that I had in Europe, they were a lot more exclusive and they would really take care of their skaters, you know? Like, when I mean take mm-hmm. care, I'm not talking about sending them to a mansion in Hawaii like Andy did for a few years. Right. But, <laughs> but I'm talking more about, like, trying to, to build their image in a way yeah. that yeah. they could actually become pros. And I guess most of them of did, like Gabriel became pro, even if it was for SSM. And Tyron, yeah. Tyron, could have been and still now is so fit so everything like that guy's just a prodigy so i guess john always had the eye and somehow what he was doing i thought it was really good but i never heard from someone like you probably because like you said maybe you had other expectations maybe you were not that close to them at the time and somehow things went in a different path right and and again like it wasn't just like like John, like I'm not saying that like John was shafting me by all, like not at all. Like it was just, I think a, like it was half of the fact that I was 19 and I thought like, oh, I'm like an up and coming skater. I deserve this. And the other half was John was super busy and like didn't have time to like cater to every single person who he was supporting at the time. It was tough yeah, for him because he was it. juggling so much. And so, Basically, it was just a, a mutual, hey, like, I'm just going to go my own way. Like, I wasn't upset or anything. You know, I thanked him for everything. I actually, when I was at Winter Clash this past year, I thanked him, you know, because with Volo going out and him starting them, I, I wanted to just thank him because, you know, he gave me my first shot in skating. So I'm always, like, forever grateful for It's that, that extra boost, that extra boost that a lot, most, of the, most of the times we're not expecting it to happen. So it's amazing. Right, but right, it could. Have, right, I don't exactly. know if this makes sense. It could have. Your style is probably also a little bit different of what he was trying. Because I always, not always, but over the last few years, Valo kind of went like to that skateboarding image. And yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say that you went that way. You went your own way, which right. I, I I totally see your image, your way of skating, your style of skating, way more on the company that you are right now than Valo. So <laughs> I kind of think you fit a lot better in that company. I really do. More like the spinning tricks. And it's a di- it's a different style. And it's right. I, I guess it's normal. Right. It's just like in every other action sport. They tend yeah. to have, like companies tend to have their teams kind of like a family or same of style. Course. I don't know. Like when you, of course. When I, I think this happened a little bit with USD before, when they tried to have a little bit of everything. It got kind of yeah. lost, you know. Sometimes it gets lost, and I guess it sometimes even happens with razors when they have. 
I know for for a long time they tried to have like the city hero basically on their side. They would send skates to all the shops. They would send. They would have a pro or a, not a yeah, pro, like yeah. a guy. And somehow in every country, yeah. yeah every and then country, you, or, yeah, and then you end up having like kind of like a a big fruit salad. But at the same time, yeah. the pro team, what who they choose to be their pros, are more like the same style of skating, which in my opinion makes sense. So yeah. from well, that, I. I so sorry, go. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. So. No, I yeah, I was just gonna say like I totally agree, and it's kind of funny because I I don't even think that I like I did I, I wasn't drawn to my style of skating by you know like by razors. It was more like the people who I was like looking up to at the time, which was Brian Aragon, Haffy, you know those style of skaters. So that's kind of and those guys, yeah, they were in like the Sunshine brands, but I, you know. The brands never kind of drew my skating. It was always, you know, those, Dude, those other guys. Like you said, you grew up in, a, you grew up going into a skate park. It's also, it's, it's actually different. If you would be the kid, like, I was never, I was also never good in street, but I was never really good in skate park. Because if you think, or <laughs> like even spinning into tricks, I, I grew up in a really, really tiny town. I had to make my own ramps, and like I would always be better in a little street trail or like. I know right. that you're really good in rails. I'm not saying that, but it was always different. I guess yeah. where you grow up and the type of people that you grew up skating with, it makes a huge difference, you know? Oh, and for, probably for, sure. for you to go to a park and then going to mainly your way to go out would be to go to skate events and compete, like you said. Right. So that 100%, 100%. would also, that would also draw your future yeah. in skating. So yeah, and that park that I that that park that I uh, sorry to interrupt you that park that I grew up skating, they had like a one of the best like circle down rails like down a bank that I think I've ever skated in my life. So that's where I attribute like my rail skating to. <laughs> Hello. Like, going there three. Wait, I saw. I, I thought. I, I think I lost you for a second. I'm just learning. Wait, wait. I think I lost you for a second. Let me. Okay, you need to explain oh, the sorry. yeah, it's all good. Might be me. I don't know. You you need to explain the down rail again. Sorry, you said that there was a, there was oh, okay. a yeah. there was so a down that, rail at that park, and that's yeah. what you. Yeah, so the, like the most perfect down start rail ever that I've ever skated, like the skate park, and I just I went to that park three four times a week, so just repetition skating it all the time. Like that's what I attribute to learning things on down rails was and other rails is just because I had that rail all the time when I was younger and just repetition, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, of course, man. It's like try, try, try. And it, that's how you get good at everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You might yeah. be really talented, but if you don't keep doing it, you lose it anyway. So my, yeah, for sure. well, was that the first rail that you had done like an hurricane something? Um, no, actually, like I also had a P rail at my house. And that was like what I learned it on first. So I, I, my routine was learn it on the P rail at the house and then take it to the rail at the skate park, then take it to the street. That's so I would just do like a, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I had like a rail that my father built me and it was like a, I don't know, like eight meter long. It was like three meter. Yeah. I would say, mm, I don't even know how high was that. It was like in between your, in your knee and your hip. It was kind of high. But okay. it was like yeah. flat, three meter flat, and then it would go down for three meters all the way to ankle high, and then like two meters oh, ankle wow. high. It was like eighty meters, but like there was like a kink, and I remember learning, completely learning on the lowest part just to f 
to kind of right. feel like if you would be like a fast slide, a backslide, even like there was a time that I could do for 50 rails. And I could do it like ankle high. And then I would go to the down part of the rail and I could skate it just the down part of the rail. And I remember there was like one of the supports of the rail. I don't know if you say it's support. Kind of like the part that goes against the ground and makes the rail stand up. Yeah. And if, yeah, I, yeah. if I could yeah, if I could jump before the support to the down part, that was my thing, you know. If I could jump before the, the, that support thing into the down part, then that would be the exact same as doing it in the street rail. That it was, was like in rail, my head, rail. you know. And then I could, yeah, if I would yeah. go to an event, to a skate park or whatever, or street, I could try it. And most of the times, that, that was the closest that I would have been. And I could do some stuff, but I was never the hurricane guy. You know, like I had like the hurricane <laughs> sweat stance, hurricane top mystery, and that was it. I'm done. I don't want to spin. I can't spin anymore. <laughs> Those are good ones to have, though. I mean, I, I'm not that great at three sweaties, so that's a good one to have. But it's a lot easier than the ones that you do, man, because it's been like 90 degrees less. You just need- I don't know. It's it's all like I've I've all, like I've only hurricane sweated like a handful of rails, and I've gotten so hurt, like like just missing my feet and just like I've embedded so many times and just I don't know maybe because like it's less of a spin that that's why I have a problem with it. I, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I've, I've always struggled with it, though. You're scared of not winning because it's like the spin to win. So if you don't spin enough, <laughs> you're not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay. So, when are you gonna have a pro skate? That's the question. Uh, I honestly, I I don't know. Um, I like me and Andy haven't really talked about it. Um, I'm just kind of just doing my thing right now and just continue skating maybe in the future i hope you know i'd, I'd love so, no, it no, to let's, happen. let's talk now let's talk about that now let's talk about that pro skate now so <laughs> what would be your dream pro skate would it be a sl would it be a shift boot or what would definitely it be? a shift definitely a shift okay color wise let's um, let's talk about the 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 um, i call it the color technology <laughs> <laughs> so like i would love to have like a like a like a light gray, like a little lighter than what the the shift two has, like you know, in the gray sole plates, like the boot, kind of like the dunkel gray. gray. Remember the dunkel or the uh, the aragon, yeah. the first aragons? A little lighter than the first aragons, like a little bit lighter. It would be almost like the dunkels. Okay, and okay. then with with uh, all white like soles and then white frames. Okay, you got it. And wheels? Yeah. Uh, well, it would be some uh, probably a sick urethane wheel because that's what I ride for. Mm-hmm. Um, si- sixty and then a rounded sixty. So sick is poured by undercover. Yes. So that that perfect sixty round profile. That's like my favorite wheel ever. Okay, that's awesome. I, love, I, I what, love. What it. color love would it. your would your wheel be on that setup? It would probably be white. Um, my first pro wheel was white with like orange, so I would make the other one probably like white with like maybe black and gray accents just to kind of accentuate the skate, you know? Okay, makes sense to go with the skate. And do you are you picky with bearings? Would you go anything specific with yeah, bearings? Yeah, the the either the Titan Ceramics or the Titan Swiss, one of those. Okay, do you skate them often? Do you feel the difference with bearings or not really? Yeah, definitely with the Swiss for sure. Like, I mean, when I'm cruising a park, I can definitely feel them. 
Okay. So uh, like you know, I'm I'm cruising. <laughs> yeah. So two days ago, so I'm just landed in Portugal yesterday, and, and I've been in Amsterdam right. for the last few days, and I was with yeah. Peter and Olga from Adapt, and I was okay, cool. Uh, cool. And I was trying their GTO skate, just testing it. He had two versions of the same GTO, like just with different colors. That's the that's the free skate one. Yes, but it's the most expensive okay. skate on the market. And it's That's actually, like the th the thousand dollar yeah it, yeah it's seven hundred like high almost eight hundred yeah and you'll see yeah, it because we, we made a little yeah, yeah. We, we made a little video about it and the, according to Peter okay. they're gonna, they're gonna make a skate and it's going to cost more than that from the GTO and then they're gonna make one even more so I don't know what they want to do there but I don't know it was cool so. Whoa. <laughs> It, I, I like it, the, the type of market they're appealing for. They're appealing to, but so I tried to skate one of his skates, which was the, the prototype, and then I tried to skate his own skate, and I felt a huge difference from one to the other. I first thought it was the bearings, but mm -hmm. it could also be because one of the skates felt like the heel was not that raised and my question now is like a little bit geeky i know it's i don't know it's not nothing that anyone did did you ever felt i don't know about you but for a few years i used to skate with a with a huge amount of shock absorbers because i was mainly uh -huh. stupid and i thought if i had a lot more shock absorbers i could jump from the top of the roof of whatever <laughs> but it's the truth huh i really wanted to protect my heels and i thought that would be the best way which wasn't i ended up right getting hurt a lot because if your heel is too high you have not the same support how do you feel like your skate feels better if you skate more flat or if you skate with your heel a lot higher uh, do you so really, or do you feel the skate like slower when you get like the heel too high with too much shock mm -hmm. absorber it's just curiosity you know yeah i've never like felt like, like that having the heel too high slowed me down You know, I've always rode the razors like with the with the heel pad that comes with them, mm -hmm. and then I put. Uh, do you do you ever hear the super feet um, insoles? Yep, I'm skating them in both yeah. in both skates that I got at the moment. Not, what color would you use? I have the yellow ones for the regular skates okay. with the flat. When when so basically, if it's a regular skate with a liner, yeah. where the shell boot is square in the not square but like it's a plastic flat back, you know, like. The sole, uh -huh. the liner goes into a flat, which she, with the right. flat part, which is the liner. So on that one, which is a shell, on that one I use the yellow one, but the carbon one that they gave me. Uh -huh. And on the other skates, which is the Power Slide Hardcore Evo, which is a whole carbon skate and the flat is more like square, I have these green carbon, these gray carbon ones that does, it's not for flat shoes, uh -huh. you know, it's not when there's a flat. How can I explain? I don't know, man. Like, the, instead of being a no, plastic, I, but if it's a carbon that is all rounded, then you put that one and it feels better. Right. No, I I understand. I have like they're they're like green, and the I actually got them at a ski shop, mm -hmm. and the guy like um did the whole like super feet like it molded it, the thing to my foot. Yeah, it's awesome. Huh? <laughs> yeah, they're great. Like that's like like honestly, it's. It was a game changer when I did it because, like, I was having a lot of foot pain, like, with my heels. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why. And then the side of my foot. And I went in, like, I thought maybe, like, I thought the shift maybe wasn't 
you know, like working from here. And then I, I went in and the guy like looked at me and he looked at my feet and he's like, no, you're not getting proper support. It's not the boot at all. And so I, he like custom did all the, the footbed to me. And ever since then, like, it's amazing. Like my, my skates feel like, like pillows when I put them on. Can I try to explain you why? Uh, basically, I was for like 10 minutes with one of the reps from from Superfit at ISPO. Oh, nice. And he was yeah, trying awesome. to explain to me exactly what was happening. So basically, a lot of times we want the softest inner sole because like I just told you, we think it's better for ankle support and we feel like we're on clouds and whatever. It's, right. it's not how it should be. So basically, according, of course, this could be also a selling strategy which 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 makes sense to me if 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 it is or if it's not think about it usually if you have something soft with your weight and with impact you will make pressure in a certain point the right, the place that you yes, yeah the place that you have you put more pressure you end up going through the whole insole and you're going to end up feeling the pressure coming back from the plastic like the rebound coming from the right. hardest part of your skate but because right. it's all like soft, you can still apply pressure in one place only. With the, with the super fit insoles, because it's a super hard piece of carbon or even plastic underneath your your heel, and it's usually super thin. Huh? The what we what we usually think it's the shock absorbing area. It's usually super thin, but it's all yeah, it's yeah. all in contact yeah, with true. your foot, and it's all like super hard but whenever right. you whenever you you apply pressure you don't apply pressure in a certain part of your heel but you apply pressure as a whole in the whole back foot. of your foot from the foot arc all the way to the back if there's a piece of pressure it's distributed by the whole piece like, exactly and yeah. and then if you have if underneath the sole if underneath the insole if it has the shape of your boot then also the insole applies pressure on your skate also as a whole. So that's why there's two important parts in the in the insole. One is the top, the one that contacts your foot. You need to find an insole that actually goes around your foot perfectly and shouldn't be too soft. And the other part, the important part, is also the way it touches the boot. Like it needs to have the perfect shape for your boot and then everything is solid right. and you might feel like it's not as soft as if you're skating 10 million billion trillion zillion insoles which you feel like skating yeah. in a cloud but you have no control but if you land it's still not going to do anything for your body okay i think this was just right. a little bit too geeky yeah, yeah. it makes <laughs> a lot it, had, it made a lot of sense once they explained it they, it was the same way yeah okay so yeah. That, that might make sense huh <laughs> Okay, so you said that you yeah, moved no, to San Diego sure. because like that, of really that nails it down. Okay, so you said that you moved to San Diego because of your job. What do you do on a daily basis? What's your job? Yep. So um, on a daily basis, like I'm a, I, it, my title is a, I'm a sales engineer. Sales um, engineer. I work for a company. Yeah, that's correct. And um, I work for a company called Siemens, and it's a pretty large, like, electronic manufacturing company. Mm -hmm. I know Siemens. Um, they're like, yeah, they're based in Germany. Um, so actually, what I do is um, I manage 
um, the West Coast uh, retail accounts for Siemens, which is like uh, I don't know if you if you heard of these, but it's called like Home Depot, uh, Lowe's. These are like major um, home improvement um, stores, like in the U.S. And basically, Siemens sells like things like uh, circuit breakers, panel boards. Um, other things like that that basically power your house. I know. Um, I, I, so I manage. Go ahead. No, no, go. Sorry, I, I, I'm sorry to everyone listening to this. Please just don't complain again about me interrupting. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No, um, and so basically, I, I manage like all the accounts um, for Siemens on the West Coast, from from San Diego up to Seattle. Okay, so. I, it's kind of weird for me. I think we had this conversation at the Winter Clash this year. The amount of things that yeah. Siemens does that people don't know. Because for a long time, people yeah. thought Siemens were, yeah, yeah. were like only like, I don't know. Did they even have yeah? They didn't even have phones. Yeah, home phones and stuff like that. But they do crazy yeah. stuff. I, when I heard about yeah. all the airports being done by Siemens, I couldn't believe it. Like all the <laughs> the technical parts <laughs> like when you go on it, the it's, it's insane yeah, yeah. when you do the check-in thing those little things that takes your bags how do you call those things that takes your bags and all that stuff the the carousels like the yeah the whole thing like the whole yeah, system yeah. is Siemens yeah. right it's, it's all Siemens yeah. it's crazy yeah yeah. Okay. yeah and that's like a that's a different division than what I work in so it's that just shows you how big it is <laughs> Okay. When they when they gonna make skates? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> one what? day. One day. They're everywhere. Why not? They should make skates. Okay. So they should. <laughs> How did you end up in Africa? I know that. I, yeah, yeah, I know it's a really big shift. Like, did you did you went there for work at first? It was straight skating. Because for some people that don't no, know, skating. okay, so it was skating. There's a guy called Hugo. Okay, okay, you want to say it? You can yes. explain it maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I'll. It was a. It's an interesting story. So, basically, I was just on Facebook one day, and I came across um, Razor's South Africa page. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> I was kind of like laughing about it. And I just kind of liked a couple of the posts. And I just wrote a comment like, hey, like, sick to see you guys like shredding in Africa. And they, uh, the guy commented on it. His name is Hugo Van. I don't know how to say his name. I don't Hugo know. Hugo Van Hermack, I think. Yeah, I don't know Something how to say like his name, that. too. Yeah, I call him Hugo. So, anyways. <laughs> And so um, he private messaged me and he just like told me that big fan of my skating and he liked my in Children of the Future, which was the last Razor's video for people listening. Um, and I was just, I told him thank you and I was like, that's really sick you guys are skating. And he was asking me like, he's like, like how does it, what does it take to like get like a pro or like Brian Aragon out there and I'm just like, uh, I told him, I, you know, I don't really know, but, you know, you can hit up Andy. And I gave him Andy's email and I said, you know, you just got to request somebody. And sometimes Andy will, like, send somebody out. You know, you usually have to have, like, an event around it. Um, you know, so I kind of explained that to him. And then, so basically, like, a week and a half later, I got tagged in an email from him to Andy, basically saying that he wanted me to come there. <laughs> 
and uh, to like skate South Africa, and like they were, he was going to set up a tour, and he was going to have a little local street contest, and you know all this stuff. And so I was kind of shocked. And then literally the next day, Andy's like, "Okay, cool, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give him this much. Um, can you cover the rest?" And he was like, "Yeah." And then that was it. I was I was on my way to to South Africa. <laughs> That's cool. And. Uh, and basically, and it, and it, it got even better because I, I told my friends, and luckily the flight was like, it was reasonable. It was like I think it was only like eleven hundred, um, and so two of my friends actually wound up booking tickets and coming with me. So it was like a three-person journey to Africa, and uh, yeah, that, that was like the start was insane. Um, Dude, getting there is really, really long. <laughs> I know, especially from like, America. You need you need to come to Europe first or something like that, right? Man, it was like thirty hours of traveling. I know. Gosh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was crazy. Like we flew, like it was like Miami to Minnesota, and then Minnesota to Amsterdam, and then Amsterdam to Johannesburg. So, I, I remember when we got there, I was like. I was spinning like I was seeing double and like I was it was crazy <laughs> what did you do in Amsterdam <laughs> oh, no, I was just in the airport man <laughs> at least at least for that trip I was just in the airport in Amsterdam. maybe uh, in other trips I was <laughs> okay but, but yeah so like so you know we met with Hugo and yeah we did like a week-long tour we did um so we did Johannesburg, Pretoria, and then we went north to this area called Petersburg. That's where um, Hugo, uh, I didn't mention this earlier, Hugo is an airline pilot. Yes. Um, and at the time, he was a, only a private airline pilot. Now he works for Cafe he moved, Pacific. He moved to Australia. He, and Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he flies like big planes now, like commercial planes. Yeah, so people might have been with him inside a plane. They didn't know it was an inline skater yeah. driving, the, like flying that. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't usually say, hello, I'm Hugo, I'm, I'm going to be your pilot, and I'm an inline yeah. skater. <laughs> that would be it's amazing. Fu it's funny. I'm, that would be, I told, so I told him, because I hit him up about a month ago, I'm going to Hong Kong in um, October, and uh, it's on that airline. And it's the same plane that he flies, and I was like, "You should, you know, you should, you should see if you can fly the plane the, the day I'm on, I'm on it." <laughs> that would be amazing. And imagine if you could just do the presentation that way. Maybe that's how we're gonna get more skaters. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be yeah. the blade god. He's gonna save sick. blading. <laughs> oh my god! He's up in the air, man. He's so, in the clouds. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> so back to like, uh, back to like, we get to Africa, and um, we met with him uh this guy do you know neil yes of course I'm i know, sure neil. know neil yeah i love neil man I stay with awesome. him. he's uh he's great and then eric palmer um i'm not sure how much eric skates he does a lot of photography now i know yeah, i haven't um, i haven't really seen him skating for two years but i know he does he got like a set of big wheel he's frame from cape town right yep he's from cape town yeah okay okay and then the last guy was poncho and uh poncho was supposed to come on the full tour, but then something happened, and he only came on like part of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what happened. So, Poncho, anyways, for for someone listening to this, Poncho, 
He worked with me. He moved to Cape Town about two years ago. It's like he's been yeah, he's been living there. He studied design and he worked at the shop. When I first opened the shop, I had, I needed someone on weekends, and Poncho was this local kid that worked with me. He's not working with me anymore because he's actually having a lot of design work. That's what he studied. But that's it. Okay. But it's hard. It's harder to to rely on Poncho. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. So like we were trying to get him. I guess we were trying to pick him up one day, and something fell through, and and Hugo is just like putting his hand to his face, like ah, Poncho, man. I love him so much, but sometimes he just he just doesn't come through. <laughs> yeah, just not reliable. But it, it man, we're not he's here. a great guy, though. Yeah, it is. And guy. skater is good. Yeah. Backflips on really luck. good skater. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We uh, um, so I'm not. I know you live in Cape Town, so I'm not sure how familiar you are with Johannesburg. I've been um, there like we, two years ago, but it's a, it's a completely different area, okay. and it's completely different when it comes to skating and everything. I loved it. I was there okay. for and film something for Undercover, but it's 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 different, and it's. I wouldn't right. say so, it's it's not as clean. If, we, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's that skate park in uh, Alexandria. Yeah. You know where Poncho lives. Yeah. Right, right. So we went there. Like that was like the first day, and um, that was like honestly, like that was like the first like real like pro experience like I've ever had like in skating. Like because before that, I never really like I traveled, but I never you know, went to a place and like people were like kind of just like staring at me like who is it like this guy here like we're like we're so stoked and um they were, it you was were probably like, incredible you were probably not probably but you were one of the last pros after like before that usd had a lot of people going there like abdu yeah, yeah, Dominic. yeah i think a I lot heard. of people went there but it's, it was like 10 years without anyone and then right, right. and most of the yeah and then you show up in a township for those of you who don't know like it's like kind of like a, a real ghettoish area but it's it's amazing that's like there's like a skate park with all the ramps made of metal but mm -hmm. in some of the ramps you're sitting and you look into people's houses and you're like really in a township like some shacks around yeah, the skate yeah. park it's kind of scary when you get there and it can be really dodgy it can be really scary to skate mm -hmm. those areas if you are not with the right people but if you are yeah. i mean I never felt threatened once. Like everyone was so nice to me, um, yeah. and we had like a big barbecue after the session. Like, no, no, was, no, 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 no! You're not allowed to call that, man. They're not gonna. It's, it's a bribe. Yes, a bribe, man. You're know? not allowed to say a barbecue. <laughs> it's the same, but you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, we had a bribe, and and that's where I I learned Afrikaans. Oh, <laughs> you learn Afrikaans. Some people also doesn't like that yeah. you speak Afrikaans, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's like a it's a weird it's a, it's, it's weird because it's really cause, cultural. Cause Hugo like speaks it. Yeah, Hugo speaks it like with his family. I know. Um, but uh, like Neil, he spoke it a little bit, but Neil was like mostly English. Yeah, but Neil also speaks Afrikaans a lot. His family also, but then Poncho would be, I think, okay. Nkosa, which is the other language. So for someone listening to this, just for you to, so it's one of the countries well where culture 
clashes the most if that makes sense there's a lot of different yeah that, that's why agree. you might have heard a, a lot about this in africa and a lot about like violence and it's mainly because of cultural differences and it's it's scary sometimes but it is what it is the truth is man when it comes to skating <laughs> i guess there's no barriers there's no right borders and, and, and that, that's what makes it so special that was like gonna give me to the next part of my story so like after like you know we had a couple days of street skating we had this like little contest and that went great and then we all like went to just like for a group like dinner and we went to this restaurant and um like you know we told the, the people like uh you know how you know how many people we have and the, the guy like looked at us and he's like uh you want to all sit together and i'm like <laughs> yes looking at him i'm like yeah, yeah. why not and, yeah and, And talking so, like, about the I color scheme, really, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't really realize. Like, I mean, I know, like apartheid ended in in South Africa, but there's still like an extreme amount of like racism and segregation in the country, and I I didn't know that like it still existed, you know, like that, like where it was still separated. So like here we are all together. I have never seen so many weird looks in my life. Like in a span of like 20 minutes, like. People were like coming over and like like they would just like get out of their tables and just like glance over and like just look at us like right, what are they doing like why are they doing that it's it was crazy like I I couldn't believe it yeah it's it's a it's a thing and it's sometimes a reason for me to question myself is this what I want for my yeah. life because I love it there I love it because for me right, right. I keep saying the same and it's. I know you know what when you speak about things I've been doing those internet things thinking explaining people what they should do with their YouTube or not and usually when you speak about politics when you speak about racism when you speak it's the worst thing that you can do for social media but that's the way that this is going right. so we need to do it anyway um it's I keep saying the same which is I don't really care if you are blue yellow black Command. It's exactly. the exact same for me. What language you speak, as long as you have the skill, and the skill can be a lot of things. Can be a skill for a job. Can be a skill as a friend. Can be a skill as whatever you want or as whatever you need. If you need someone to beat someone, it's also about the skill. What I'm trying to say here is, as long as you have the skill, you should have the role. It shouldn't as anything to do with anything right. else that's it if that makes sense right. and it's something that sometimes yeah sometimes it's really really frustrating because it's 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 a it was you know it's funny because like it's the this is the first trip i've been i've been a lot of places and this is the first trip in my life in the beginning like that i can really say like i learned a valuable lesson like it's you know if you're a good person that's all that matters like you know like I can connect with you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the beauty of traveling. You know, you know, you've seen it in all the places you've gone. Like, you know, we all share. We're all human. You know what I mean? And and it's it's kind of crazy to me that like I, I'm sharing this like amazing moment with these guys. Like, they've invited me to their country. You know, I'm enjoying a meal with them, and then we're looked at like we're yeah. like outcasts because of what we're just because of what because of who's your friend. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what that is. It's, yeah, I felt yeah. it a few times. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me go ahead with it. So, But anyways, no, no, no. I just wanted to like, I know, you know, just share that experience because, like, 
I think for a lot of bladers, like not many bladers have been to Africa. And this is like one of the one things I was like very excited to talk to you about is because um, not, you know, I, I know Montre has been to Angola, you know, yeah. and some other guys have been to places like in Morocco and Egypt and things like that. But like, not many people know how Africa is. So, uh, but it's, that's the it's thing. Important. It's not like that everywhere in Africa. There's, there's, right, right. There's, I know, I know, I know. There's, it's, there's places it's, in Africa. It's so diverse. Yeah, there's places in Africa where yes, the color is always a little bit there. Um, the the problem with the, the skin color, but it's not. I don't know of any other place where it's so extreme as in South Africa. Obviously, because of what happened in the past, but it's not yeah, up to me to speak yeah. about it. <clears throat> but this was about the exact same time that I first spoke with you i remember back then mm -hmm. when you went there i have never been in south africa and i was just discovering about africa <laughs> so i went to africa right. once i made a little documentary called mm, what was it <laughs> um, i don't remember something about uh, african inline experience right and then, yeah i remember that yeah remember and then that. i was invited to go to angola again and when i and that's when you began the skate park stuff yeah, and I was already working yeah. for the skate park stuff, but when I went to Angola again, what I thought was I'm going to be there for like <clears throat> two weeks, something like that. And mm -hmm. I might, I told you, I might have the time or I might find a way because I've seen something about you making the tour. And I said, and back then I was also skating with Razor Skates. So this Spanish friend of mine is a distributor for Razors and the company that I was working for, the skate park company, was working in Spain building skate parks through the Razors distribution. Basically, they were trying to connect. Oh, okay. Basically, the Razors distribution in Spain was trying to work with the skate park company bringing the skates to the country. And at the same time, the Portuguese company that makes skate park was working with a Spanish distributor. Basically, they were trading services or trying to help each other. And because okay. I was working with that company, wow. they sent me skates trying to, to try to promote razors. It was before I get into right, Paris right. fully again. Right, so right. I went to Angola and I knew that you, you were in, Af in South Africa. So I told you, like, maybe in the end I might find a way to go to South Africa without, <laughs> even, knowing, without even knowing what South Africa was all about. And then I looked at tickets. It was a little bit more expensive. That ended up not happening. Funny enough, yeah, yeah. a few months later, I end up going to South Africa. A year and a half <laughs> later, I end up living there. It's crazy. It's just like... Wow, wow. It's so, it's so, so you were insane. there way before me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unreal, man. Wow. It is different. But probably, the, if I would have gone to, to Johannesburg, I wouldn't have moved to, to South that, Africa. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, so that's like my... Like now, you know, looking back, like... That's my new goal is like I want to go to Cape Town now. It's because so different. It's, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's better or worse. I can identify myself a lot more with it. It's actually geographically, I always say the same. It's the best place where I've been on Earth. It's by far the best place where I've been on Earth. Then socially, sometimes there's some eh, some weird yeah. things happening, but yeah, you learn. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So you're more than invited. We had this conversation before. Oh yeah, no, I know we have, and, and I'm gonna try to make this happen sooner, sooner than later. Like I, I just I, the problem is I keep booking myself with uh, trips, 
And then I get to the end, like the end of the year, and I'm like, I'm out of uh, PTO from work, so I can't do anything. <laughs> okay, so let's go through the questions. We have a few questions here. We have Mr. Eric, your friend Eric, the photographer, is asking, when is the essay trip edit coming out? Did you film a lot there? Oh, my God. Did you uh, film a lot oh, there? Man. Yeah, we, we released some of the footage. Um, basically, like I have like... I have a hard drive full of stuff, um, and I had, my friend was making the whole edit, and then he lost, like, everything, and, and now all I have is, basically what is left is the footage that Neil filmed, and then we're sort of missing, like, a whole nother camera. Come on, put so, it up, put it on Google Drive, I'll edit Yeah, so I think what I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, like, put up. I have like some highlights. I'm just gonna make like a little Instagram of, of like a minute edit. Don't put the raw cool. ones, man. A lot of people really like to see what actually happened instead of just like okay. just the craziest tricks. A lot of people, a lot of times, yeah. you know what? It's something that I've been realizing with time. Kids and normal people, not the pros, <laughs> if that makes sense. Not that they're not normal. They like to see the pros also missing the tricks sometimes. They like yeah. to they yeah. like to see like I would love to have seen like Aragon missing a trick. The problem that is that is that he never did. He was a robot. But oh, all yeah, the other guys without being Brian Aragon, they actually miss tricks and people like to know that they miss tricks sometimes. It's actually entertaining to see that. They also get frustrated. They're they're human. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm actually I'm working on it right now because I have it in my timeline because I was what I was trying to do is I was trying to finish it before we talked, um, but went to New York to film. Uh, I'm working on a new project, so that kind of got away. <laughs> okay, and uh, was it yeah. in New York? What are you filming exactly? Um, so it was great. Um, I had an awesome time. Um, I'm basically just filming like I've been working on it now. This is like the third month uh, with my, his name's Brandon. Um, he made a section of me, or he's made a couple of sections of me, but he made a VOD section of me last year. Um, and basically we're just working on like, what work on it is like, like a passion project. Like just like, basically like, it's going to be a year long of me filming and it's just like, of course skating but also like me talking and like kind of going through like what skating means to me and like how much happiness it's brought my life like basically not getting into like money or skate industry politics it's just about the pure like the friendships the places it's taken me traveling like the life lessons things like that like that's kind of what we're portraying in this like um and uh, like a year long, you know, of me filming, so I'm taking my time with it. Okay, that's cool. More like a motivational thing. We need those a lot. We need like in, in a way, yeah. I mean, it'll be a section, but yeah, like in a way, something like that. Yeah. We need that. We need people to understand exactly why someone, which is like you just said, an engineer, sales engineer, right. Ed Siemens, why does he actually make ways for his trips to get longer to to skate why does he skate what is yeah. what does he see in yeah. it? people need that people yeah. need to see why like people that could actually be going to the to the maldives and all that stuff are actually going to south africa to skate people need to understand right and it's like that's why i said it's like a motivational thing now something yeah. is well, okay go, go. sorry keep going 
Oh, I'm just gonna say like basically how it started was like I realized like a couple of years ago just I'm you know I go to a lot of contests and like you know contests aren't my thing you know I, I you know the fees and all that that's that's great I love it for blading but it's it's not me like where I shine in my life is creating sections visiting countries and just like sharing my passion for blading that's always been like my thing you know and a lot of others kind of share that like like Josh Glowick he's really good at that and. You know, Ricky is really good at that too. And so, like, I kind of took my, you know, my reins from them. I kind of, like, learned from those guys and mm-hmm. try to make it my own. So, like, basically that's, you know, this year I was like, yeah, let's just work on something to showcase, like, how much skating really means to me and, you know, not really focus on the contest aspect, but more like the, the passion and the art behind skating. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Like that's that's what I've been trying to do. Like I don't want to compete, it's my own choice. Yeah. Right, but right. we need competitions too because like yes, when kids course. are starting you, you you need goals, like everything mm-hmm. in life. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. the goal like the the competition it's the easiest goal, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Like for and, and competing was great back in the day, you know, and not back in the day, but competing is still great, but it's just like this the it's so intense that like it's just I think in the past couple of years I've just lost like the motivation to kind of go out and have that intensity and just kind of now my motivation is like how I do it the you know how the skating looks how the filming looks the portrayal to like anybody not just rollerbladers but everybody who's watching me outsiders you know my friends my family you know because at the end of the day like that's kind of like who we need to start attracting and the more they understand the more they like can relate to the passion and like the the love of what i'm doing like the more people i'm able to touch if that makes sense of course it is it's basically you're trying to leave a mark somehow and i always keep the saying the same which is i don't have anything against it and again we need those because that's how people get together. That's that's how kids want right. to get better. The competitions are important. But when exactly. you win a competition, exactly. you are a hero. I keep saying the same. You're a hero for a week. When you, yeah. yeah. And when you put like a good section, you can be a hero for five minutes. <laughs> no, not, not that I'm right. saying that. The, the, no, those exactly. five, the, but those five minutes or whatever, they stay forever. That's the yeah. main difference, yeah. which is like if you do it right, if you film a section, it will always be there. When you usually win a competition... You win that competition that's really strong, that's a really strong moment for you, for the ones around you, like a hero. But then the next mm-hmm. the next weekend there's another event and you're nothing anymore. Even Right. That's it. Right. When you make like a proper section that you're actually proud, like you just said, you're talking about the children of the future, the razors video. Mm-hmm. Some of those they mark your life way more than winning a competition. Because it's something totally. that it's going to be there forever. And that's what I believe that a lot of the skaters with time, they want to do it. I have a conversation with Richie and he's going to talk with me about the flip video or about the video he made in Canada that people loved. Or it's, it's, it's easier for skaters when they talk about their past to speak about their video sections, if you speak with a pro. Than to speak mm-hmm. about, oh, I remember when I won this or when I won that. Unless if it was like IMYTA, that we don't have that many, and there would be like a million videos about it if there would be one now. But other than that, I think it's going a lot I, more the other it's, way. It's 
it's it's crazy how like you know the video sections fo- even photos like really like I, it's crazy i still have this image in my brain it's i don't know if it was a daily bread or it's a bmag it's a it's a ad you did i think it was for usd you made it for Pfizer. it was a it was a power slide your true misering like kink ledge rail or something old pink crazy like a old pink or yes. something like that yeah <laughs> yes i think so yeah. And, like, I still have it fresh in my brain, like, and so that, like, touch, like, like that image kind of, like, always is stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? So Thank things you. like that are, like, really, they're, like, really important to me. Like, it's, it's so much about, like, portrayal and expression now that I, I think, it, you know, that's just what I'm basically trying to get at. I'm just repeating myself. Thank you yeah. so much. That was, that was such a weird <laughs> thing, because that was, that was shot in Stuttgart. And I remember that day okay. I, I went out with a clip shirt and it was a pink shirt and we were like, and I was with a photographer, which is actually still one of my favorite skate photographers. I don't think he works with skating anymore. He was a, a K2. What's, what's his name? Alex Schneider. I think he was, a, okay. he, he was, a, I don't know if he was a skier or a snowboarder. He was pro in Germany for K2. I think he was snowboard, okay. K2 snowboards. I'm not sure, but his vision was already ahead of his time. That was like early 2000s. And I remember we went out his mm-hmm. house because I stayed with him and he was like, we need to do something with that shirt. Like we need, because I had like a really, <laughs> really bright pink. And then we thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was with Mark Moreno and I don't know who else was it. Tim from Blackjack, Tim Robert, Tim Wolf. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about like doing something in it. And then we ended up realizing there was a kink rail also in Stuttgart there was the exact same pink. So let's do something with it. When we got there, it was r- starting to rain. So the true Mizu was actually, if you look at it, was actually done in the rain. There's like the, you can see the yeah, water. Dude. Yeah, it was cool. It's just, I don't think it's nothing crazy. It was just, it was mainly like color I mean, matching. I, I, I'm was, really bad at kink rails and stuff. Like I'm not, kink rails have always kind of like in my kryptonite. So that just was like amazing to me. I remember seeing the clip. Was it in clip two or three? Uh, yes, I think it was clip three. I had like that trick, clip and I okay. and I had like a sweat, a rough sweat stance in the intro, or something like that. I think that was it, or maybe in the beat. Do you May. remember like? Yeah, tell me. I'm 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 going way off topic here with the clip stuff, but like, do you remember how sick like? So clip two, like they gave you like a like a lens cloth, and then yes, like, of course clip I do. Three, I think was like a. I think clip three was like you opened it, and it was like a. You know, something was inside the DVD cover, and then the clip I think four, clip you could four, paint. Like you could, you could paint it. You yeah. designed it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, more stuff like that. Man. You know who makes who, who made who made the clip video magazine, right? Did you ever heard of it? It's like uh, it was a guy. No, okay, so there's I, this I German guy. His name is Lucas, and Lucas right now is like big in the filming industry. I met him like. Not oh, his wow. Winter Clash, the the one before, and he was just telling. He loves windsurfing, and he comes to Portugal quite often to windsurf. But he was just telling me that it got it got so so hard on him because he has so much work that slowly you start losing. Not I wouldn't say lose the passion, but yeah. it, it's yeah. not the same yeah. anymore. It's just like it's. It happens with some of us with skating. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. Like skating yep. became yep. more like. A, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. I was just like being the clown, needing to skate for people. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a reason for me to slow down on skating a few years ago. 
But basically, this guy Lucas, he was the one with like the main guy at at Clip, and it was Jochen Schmude, the owner of of Jochen. And those guys, oh, like, I know, yeah, 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 Jochen, Jochen yeah. and Lucas, these guys, they just their vision and man. That's why yeah, they're successful. Sort of saying, I, the like, reason why I said that one yeah. guy is the, just right now being in video. Jochen is like Jochen is doing great. They slowly went, they slowly shifted. I even made a video a few days ago. They slowly shifted from clothing brand, a skating clothing brand to a, right. to a fashion uh, yeah, brand yeah. to then go watched, to like watched, a, yeah. a mainly parka, like jackets. And then they made a backpack and the backpack went great. And right now Jochen is only backpacks. So they, they focused only on wow. backpacks. And they're like doing amazing. I bought a, I bought a bag on the airplane. Like, you know, like those sh uh, airplane shops, like when you can buy it, they yeah. have the catalog yeah. on the plane and you can buy. I was just uh -huh. looking at that and I just, I just found a Yukon bag. I had to buy it. I just had no to. No way. Yeah, I had to buy it. I was like, what airline was it? KLM. Remember? KLM. But really? Because when That's I landed, crazy. that was the first thing I, 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 I mailed. Jochen Schmuder right away just, just bought one of your bags on the airplane. I was so excited. I even made a video, That's like I told so you. Sick. And he even asked me. Damn. And then he asked me, what airplane? Which means that there is more than one. <laughs> what? That is cool. That's so what I'm trying to say here yeah. is that those guys were already ahead of their time. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, I, for sure. I wish, I just wish we had clip five and six and seven and eight. And oh, I know. Somehow, I know. slowly, they shifted. The something. vision they had just like was... They, everybody, you know, like they, they had something like whether it was like you know clip two like was like Cosimo and Jonah section, yeah, and then clip three just the, I don't know, just no, no. Overall clip two. Trail. Please don't forget Matthias Auger. That was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> he has the first he has the first section yeah dude that was like in that was one of the things like it was yeah I know that he was a really good friend of mine and still is, but watching that like it was like. It's like putting everything like I, that you see in like yes that's that section really I, showed what he is. As a I ran into him in Melbourne, like <laughs> this is like four years ago, like right but before I saw you randomly in the street. No, I mean we we met up for okay. a session, but okay. I didn't know that he lived in Australia. Yeah, he moved to Australia like twelve like, years ago. Then, and I'm just like, dude, like I idolize. <laughs> Man, that guy, I met, I met Matthias when he was just just a kid, just the 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 loudest. I would say just the loudest, 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 just the loudest kid. Like he wouldn't even party. We would go out, and he would be just putting his head down. And then slowly, I saw him going through that party <laughs> party times. And like he was like he was a really good friend of mine. Every time that I would be in Germany, I'm a really good friend with a guy that also had a, a video magazine. About the times that clips started going down, there was a, a video magazine from Germany called A Dude. His name is Basti, and I was with him last week, and we were like really good friends. So basically, Basti used to live really, really close to Matthias Auger. So every time that I would be with Basti, we would always do the three of us traveling and trying to get clips. So it was some Damn, cool times so in my life. It was cool. But now this oh, is yeah. this is your this is your interview. So let's let's do your stuff. What was the scariest yeah, yeah, trick that you have done? <laughs> oh man! Uh, if you have to choose one, probably the probably the the true Savannah alley of unity on the the two story drop rail, the the orange one. Okay. Like like so, I just that rail. Like I, I went to it and um, I backsided it, and 
they like someone blew the clip. Like they only got one angle. So you couldn't really see like what was like you they only had one side of it, you couldn't see the drop. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to backside it again because it took me too long. And I'm like, I don't want to just back rail it. So I was like, all right, like film this. And I, I, I remember I fell like one time and then I just got up and I laced it. So, and I, but I was like trembling. I remember like, I was like, I could really die right now. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy for me. It's not even because of the drop or anything, because that was the type of stuff that I used to love. And I, mm -hmm. but I always thought that you would tell me the craziest stuff would be one of your spinning things, because for me that's no, that's I, unmanageable. I, like I can't even yeah. imagine my. I don't know even know how to say the word. It's I, funny. I, like I've had two bad injuries with spin tricks too. Like like busted my knee, like split my my knee open, and and I broke my leg on that. But they were both flukes. Like they were both like. One was like I, I slipped on a metal sign because it was raining, and then I fell and snapped my leg because I slipped on the uh, on like takeoff. Uh, uh. But but I never feel like when I'm doing those tricks, like I I, I I practiced them so much in early days of my life that I I just had to make it so that like I can't miss it. Like that's, that's just, commitment. That's how I, it's com that's how I am with like tricks. I I don't try things. Like, I'm not one of those skaters, so I'm like, ah, maybe I can just go for it and not land it. Like, no, like, when I go for something, I know that I can do it. Like, I know, like, I've practiced it a million times on at least one obstacle, and but I can do it straight. See, that was the yeah, the first one was me. Was, the, fir the first one was me. It was just like, uh, maybe I can do it. And that's why. <laughs> that's why. I've right? Never, that, doing it that way is great, but I've never had success. With, I've always gotten really, really hurt. So I just have all been the, like, you know, the process. Probably that's why I'm an engineer because I process things. Dude, and maybe that's why I'm not an engineer and that's why I'm hurt right now. <laughs> because even now, like, just to sit in the ground, I've been skating. I, I don't even know when that was. Like, just skating two days ago on tree in Amsterdam, just doing a backside stall. But again, without thinking, just when... I keep saying the same. Sometimes it's the... Uh, my, it, my knees are black and blue right now, so I feel you. <laughs> I mean, I know... <laughs> No, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what I always say is, so basically you think of everything, but I always say that the way that you, the way that you usually get hurt is when you're, you're confident, your levels you're not of, focused. no, you're, your, your levels, yes, exactly, your levels of confidence are usually too high, too, too high, yeah. right, you're not focused, you're just like, I'm the shit. Yeah, it's I not. It, it's not on the bam. shit. Sometimes it's like you need to own it. Sometimes you need to own it if you want to try yeah. something big. I usually, when I try something big, I usually don't fall. Not that I try anything big anymore, but when I used to, I wouldn't fall that bad. But most of the times that I got injured was on small shit, and I would get hurt mm -hmm. on small shit because I wouldn't be thinking about things, and I would just go <laughs> and just yeah. and that's yeah. when things happen. Because when you really go to like a bigger spot or whatever. You actually think, you look at it, and yeah, I got yeah. this, and you go for it. But I guess that's yeah. what you feel with the spinning tricks. You know what you got, so when you go for those... It's, fo it's, it's pure focus, yeah, like pure focus all the time, like spotting like the rail and then the landing. It's like just keeping my eye on it always, so yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So for someone who's been traveling for so long... Like so for so like not for so long, but like to so many places. If you yeah. had to choose one place other than California to live 
where would that be? Mm -hmm. where, where would that place be? And Damn. if you were to choose That's a place fun. without being a place to live, but just like a place to go for a few weeks, mainly for skating, where would that be? So a place to go for skating and a place to live without being California. So the the living would definitely be Melbourne. I I love Melbourne. That mm -hmm. place is so cool. You want to skate with so Matthias Auger? <laughs> yeah, the city, like the way like the way it's designed and like just how everything was. The this just uh, the people there are super friendly. At least they were to me. So um, I loved it there. Um, for skating, uh, um. That's a tough one. Um, man, like, I don't know. Like, I, I really like, I really like San Diego, but, um, where, sorry? Probably, like, if I have, a, I mean, I like where I live, San Diego, but, like, for skating. No, um, but it can't be San Diego. Can't be San Diego. You can choose um, the moon um, if you want, you can choose the moon, but you cannot choose San Diego. Uh, <laughs> then, then I would probably, most likely, I would pick, like, uh, I don't want to say Barcelona because that's like the most cliche place. Um, you can choose Malaga. Tokyo. Okay. Ah, Tokyo. Tokyo. That's a good one. I'm so excited to see what Eugen Enin did. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I've been tell like because I've been I've been twice now and like he like every time I'm there he's like he's like, dude, I need to go to Tokyo. I was like Eugen. I was like who. I was like, what will it take to get you to Tokyo? Because I will give you like every contact I have there to take you to these rail spots that you will like absolutely destroy. I, I like, can't. I can't and, wait. That's all I can say. Like I can't wait to see oh, it. Man. Oh man, I've done some. Like I did. I did like uh, like some stuff there that I was really hyped on. Like there's some, there's a few edits out there of me skating in Tokyo. Like I did like 450 Royale to Elite Fish on a rail, and you know a couple other things, but like. I'm really stoked to see what he's got there. Like, I'm sure it's going to be like some life changing because some of those rails, like the down rails, are like knee high. Like, it's, it's like, a, <laughs> like a skate park rail. Oh my it's crazy. god! Maybe, it's maybe, crazy. maybe even I can do rails there then. <laughs> you would have a blast there. Because I hate jumping, man. Stuff. Like, I just hate jumping. So a knee high rail, I can deal with it. I can just poof. I need to go to Tokyo now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's super expensive, sure. isn't it? From I mean, from California, I've gotten tickets for five hundred round trip. Okay, that's good. And yeah, then, what about bad. being there? Isn't it expensive there? Of course, we live the um, skaters' lifestyle. The, I know, but yeah, the the metro is a little pricey, like the the Tokyo, like the train. Um, but eating wasn't bad. Like I don't recall like spending a a crazy. It like wasn't like. Dubai or or um, okay, Australia is really expensive too. But yeah, no, like I, I thought it was relatively well priced. Okay, you said something here that got me thinking. You were talking about the metro, blah blah blah. What about big wheels? Aren't you into big wheels? Did you yeah, got? Do you yeah, have the Cosmos? I, I, yeah. Have you been skating? Yes. Well, I don't. I don't have the Cosmos. I, I use my shift ones, but I have like the. I have the. I have these are my one tens, and I have like the Cosmo. Soul plate too. Mm -hmm. and and you... I, I, so I go with my girlfriend a lot. My girlfriend is Cosmos, actually. Okay, it's it's and quite it's quite it. different. Like uh, I was speaking with someone. I don't know who with, who was it, two or three days ago. I don't remember with who. I, uh, maybe with Remy because I stayed with Remy Kajia in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was with him or if it was with someone else. Maybe with a friend from Adrian Basti 
maybe I, I don't really remember but we were talking about the in some cities the way that you move and how much you need a car and yeah it was with Basti and Basti was saying that one of the things that he didn't allow didn't like about LA which is kind of the same in San Diego is that for you to go from place to place you always need a car so basically yeah, the yeah, big wheels sure. wouldn't really make that much of a difference while if you are in Europe you can actually just go in Cape Town I use the big wheels a lot I'll go from the shop which is by the industrial part of the city like like right by the, the harbor for, for like for places like at least like LA and San Diego is there's so many like big hills and and I'm not and I'm not talking like San Francisco like San Francisco there's a lot but it's a close-knit city but everything's spread out and there's big hills it's really hard to like free skate to certain places like around San Diego it just would be very tough like to climb up some of the hills mm -hmm. and then deal with that stuff going down um But I mean, like around the beaches, like there's tons of people on skates. Like, yeah, it would be like, more something you do for training yeah. or something like that than actually for transportation in that part of the world. But I do think that in San Francisco, I actually haven't seen enough free skating because if I always compare the big wheels with the way that people use bikes to commute. So yeah, usually most of the bikes people use to commute they are fixed gear or single speed which means that there's no gears and in san francisco most of the people they go up hills they go downhills in skate right, you obviously right. you it's not for everyone skating san francisco but it, it would <laughs> i would love to skate san francisco again i would love to yeah. because it's like just going up grabbing the trams and just going up and then down just yeah. slides and i know it's crazy but it would be would be sick that'd i would be, love to film a section a that's what i would love to do a sick video. Yeah, yeah that's no, what i would love to video. film nowadays just like like Through the, the lumbar tree, that's like the wavy one, and then dude, going back and forth. Dude, I would even like, just you know, on the trams, I would even totally, totally rip one of those skate the, the fixed gear videos. There's like a few videos called like Macafrema <laughs> and Masha Seth. I like what I mean, totally rip. I would like try to make the exact same feel, like for, for those who've seen any of these, and imagine seeing the exact same but with someone. On skates, I would even use Lycra. I wouldn't mind, man. Just like do the whole thing, like like a pro speed skater, but yeah. then skating. Like that's what they did. Those guys did. That's how they made fixed gear grow and the, could actually work for skating. G, the the Greg guy from Rollerblade, he never did a San Francisco video. He did a few, I but he did. Yeah, but it was more of the same. You know, like the same feel. But imagine if you do. I'm not saying like, I love Greg and what he does, but imagine if you do something like someone dressed like a a speed skater. But then cruising oh, okay, a, okay. a really bumpy hill, like grabbing trams, yeah, like yeah, yeah. going downhill f with slides. That would be an amazing video. That would be cool. Damn it. For sure. <laughs> Now I want to go to Tokyo and San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do next. Now, if you keep talking. <laughs> around the world. Ah, damn it. I don't think my wife would be that happy. Huh? Okay, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about family. What's up with you? You have a girlfriend, right? Yeah, yeah, I live with her. She's she's upstairs sleeping right now. I'm actually I'm doing the interview now in the bathroom so I don't wake her up. Okay. And then tell me, are you gonna are you gonna make a kid after this interview or what? Are you make are you planning on having kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean not anytime soon. Um, it's not really like we've only been dating like a year and a half. It's a young relationship, but I mean she's awesome. She's the best, so Uh, she's like so supportive of my skating and like so supportive of just like me it, it's great and she skates also like 
I got her into skating when we started dating, so um, it's it's she's awesome. She's a hairdresser, so you know if you ever come to San Diego and your wife needs her hair done. Okay, I was going to say it, it yeah. won't really work for me because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I might need a barber more than a hairdresser, but yeah, for my yeah, wife that'd be yeah. cool. All yeah, good, sure. all good. So I think we're coming to an end, but before we're coming to an end, I need like someone just made a question here. I don't know if it's a joke yeah. or not. Uh, when will you do a backflip? Can you do backflips or oh is that an inside <laughs> joke? Tell me. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, you know, I've done them in the past and at Woodward when I was like a camper, but yeah, I don't know. I've, maybe I'll make, maybe I'll post a video one day doing a backflip. Okay, so, so we, we, we need you to do a backflip. That's the next thing you need. Okay. The, so, you you so can go need... out today, do a backflip, and that could be the teaser for what we're doing today. <laughs> Just uh, this guy. Perfect. Okay, so at least we know that we're answering everyone. Let me just check real fast if there's anyone else that made any okay. question that we can go through. I think there was one about like someone asked me about like my flight miles. Ah, that would be a cool one. Tell us what's been happening because you've been traveling yeah. a lot. So yeah, like that one. I, I I saw that one earlier and I was like, I, I'll answer that one. So like, um, I'm like big on Delta. Delta is like my main. Um, but I've like got now like I think Aaron Schultz is the one who asked it. So Aaron, it's it's around two hundred fifty thousand now. Um, and uh, are you taking think, advantage of the VIP lounge or not yet? Yeah, actually, me and my girlfriend were just in the Delta Lounge in, in JFK yesterday, which was pretty cool. It's amazing, so, man! It's amazing like that you have access yeah. to everything. It's just, I was talking with Remy about it. It's like, oh, cool, because food is so expensive at the airport. So, the yeah, if you yeah. have access to all that stuff, just catching free, it. like free bu free buffet, and then like the bar is free, and then place See? to like actually relax. And you know, it was, it's great. And um, my girlfriend has traveled with me like quite a bunch now. Like we went to El Salvador and we went to Europe for Winter Clash and like. When we went to El Salvador, um, we had like a 10 hour layover in Mexico City and like having that lounge was like very crucial because our layover was like from 10 p.m. to like 9 a.m. in the morning. So we didn't, we couldn't really go anywhere in Mexico City. So, you know, we, we could at least hang out in the lounge and that was like really beneficial. Yeah, it makes a huge difference that you can like, you can even sleep in the couches, which is a little bit better than sleeping with everyone else. Yeah, does. yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. Let me see. We got one more here, and it seems to be a, a freaking question. Why do you always use your cap backwards? <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that one. So that just goes back to, you know, we were talking earlier about me at that skate park, and so that park required you to wear a helmet. So I grew up always, like, skating in a helmet at the skate park. And I think basically what happened was is, I just got so used to like something on my head that I just like started to wear hats. And um, so I would always wear a hat when I was street skating. And for some reason, I've always hated how I look with a hat forwards. I kind of just, it just, I don't know why it just looks awkward on me. <laughs> so I've just, I've just always worn a hat backwards and like. Did you never use it to the it, side more for the e pop thing? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, maybe there's a couple of clips like that, but. Um, and, and someone I think asked like if I can't skate without one, I actually, I, it's funny, you lose I, made superpowers. A section, <laughs> I made a section like six years ago without a hat, the whole sections without a hat, no I did way. it to like prove, 
I did it to prove to myself that I didn't need that. <laughs> What's the name of that section? It's. I think it's like one of my. It's a scribe. One of the scribe edits. Come like on, just go there and call it Kepler's. You need to. Yeah. You need to <laughs> the Kepler section. Okay. I have one last question, which has nothing yeah. to do with this. Basically, I'm just scrolling down on my computer through yeah. my Facebook, and I get a message on my own Facebook from Thunderblade, which has nothing to do with the questions. I don't know if, like, you know on Facebook that the, the chat just shows underneath on that little bar. Yeah. And I, I yeah. keep yeah. chatting, I keep looking down, and while I'm looking down, that that bar is always there. And in the direction of, in the direction of all the questions, that Thunderblade keeps being there. So... Do you ever know what? Do you even know what Thunderblade is? No. Okay. Like what, so what is that? I'll explain it to you, and I'm going to ask you for your opinion before we we shut down this. Basically, there's this guy from Brazil that, like five six years ago, he decided that he wanted to make some. I think it was five six years ago. I don't want to lie about this. He decided he wanted to make some electric like the electric skateboards, you wanted to make some electric inline skates. So he started okay. playing around with that. And I guess like two weeks ago, they put like they put out a crowdfunding campaign. And he sent me a message mm -hmm. because he's really struggling a bit to to get the whole campaign funded. And I'm, I'm probably going to try to make something explaining the whole project. But I wanted to ask you, what's your opinion about using skates, but not without, without you be, being the one pushing it? Imagine if the, I'm not saying that the future will go that way because mm -hmm. you'll always need to, and it's us. We just that's the way we grew up. But would you so, would you see yourself going using a pair of electric inline skates? So I'm I'm already interested. Like the engineer inside, I'm already like interested. So if you could actually send me a link to that, I'd, I'd love to just like. That's look sick. At it. I'm gonna tell um, you why why I'm interested about this too. Mainly, I. I do have an electric skateboard and a lot of people, oh, you skateboard. I don't give a flying whatever of what they think. Yeah, yeah. I, man, I don't care if you skateboard, if you ride BMXs, whatever. I love to feel the wind in my face and there's a few different ways to do it. One of them is on a skateboard. The electric skateboard, yeah. the reason why I use it that much is sometimes if I have a meeting or if I have something and if I don't want to use my scooter, if I want to go to work, I just use that. I live like three, four kilometers, like two and a half miles, yeah, two miles from work. For sure. I just get on the electric board. I feel the wind in my face and I get that like epi, you know, mm -hmm. I need that in my life. And uh, it's an advantage in some places in the world. You really need a car and I can't live without a car. So I love this and I would love the idea of doing the exact same, but we didn't line skates basically, but that's me. And that's, I, I don't know how other people feel yeah, about it. So, so the way that like the thing that, is great about skating obviously like the fitness aspect of it you know like that you know how you you can use it to exercise so i guess like the only thing that i would question is is like i guess you don't get the fitness aspect using those you know what um, it, it could you could because from what they say and this is not a paid thing i'm not trying to advertise those guys but i'm just i think it's curious because right. from what they say you can actually skate with those they're big wheel skates so imagine something like okay. san francisco you could go up the hills with that and yeah you yeah. could go down just like cruising or you can go flat and skate i don't know probably you could use it differently i guess it would be a lot easier if you just push it it's just like saying you have a car and then when you go flat and down you don't need to accelerate i don't think anyone does it but it's still doable to just go down without a cell No, for sure. So, for sure. That's, it, like, that's interesting. Yeah. No, crazy. <laughs> okay. So let's finish this. Nothing to do with Thunderblade. Plans for the future. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you want to do with your life in 
What? Uh, where um, do you see your life? But I'm, let's because we oh, try to God, talk about. Like, yeah, I would say like bef yeah. before the end of the year, we still have a few months. And how do you see yeah. your life yeah. in the end of this year and in ten years? I'm just saying that, like, okay. but let's relate yeah. it to skating mainly. So, like this year, um, yeah, I told you about the one project I'm working on, and then I'm working on another uh, just skate film project here in San Diego. It's just basically, it's just me going out skating with with Russell Day. We're just We're just out, you know, filming each other, positive vibes, just skating, having a good time. So working on that section, too, I want to finish that. And then the big thing that I'm working on is um, I'm actually doing, like, a tour to Hong Kong in October. Um, it's right now we, we're up to eight people, but we're, we're probably going to have ten on the tour um, from all over the world. Um, and the, the reason for the tour actually is... Yeah, it's to promote skating, but more of the reason we're doing it is to promote traveling and to promote, like, an outside your comfort zone because um, a lot of people ask me, and I'm sure they ask you a lot, like, how, how are you able to travel? Like, oh, Razors must, like, pay for everything, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, listen, like, Razors helps. And then you go, like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, they, but don't, like, I mean, there's there's budgets and, you know, Some things, they're just not able to help me. But the reality is, like, everybody can travel. You're, you're able to do it. We live in a great time right now. Like, with air travel, flights are very reasonable to a lot of places around the world. And with blading, with this, this thing we have, this, like, amazing thing, we're able to connect with so many people around the world. Like, you can go to other parts and, like, connect with other people and so that's like what we're trying to show with this like we're trying to show like basically kind of what i was describing with my other project like just the whole like passion and you know travel aspect to skating and and so that will be like we haven't named the tour yet we haven't really figured out too many details can you yet, say it was coming with you new, but until now yeah so right right now i have myself uh jared banning from denver yep uh dustin spengler Mm -hmm. um, my friend Buck, Buck Strauss. I met, I met Buck at the Winter um, Clash, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then uh, Richard Williams, he rides for K2. Um, Dennis Bafke from Germany. Um, who else? Uh, we have uh, Everett Lubja from Estonia. He rides for Remedies. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying if there's one more. Uh, and then uh, Travis Stewart, he is the guy who runs uh, Blader U. Yeah, and I know, I know Travis. Yeah. So it's like we got a pretty cool crew, and then there's some other guys like I just they haven't booked flights yet, and, and but it's a very like eclectic. I, I wanted it to be like a lot of different people so that I could show like different minds can come together and like have one common you know thing. So um, kind of like a yeah, big brother on skates, you could <laughs> right in a way, in a way, yeah, um, in a way for sure, yeah. People like to see it. Um, and then, so that's like the, and then, you know, obviously like. Oh no, I just realized while editing this podcast that I didn't record the last minute of the podcast with John from. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to see John a lot more times because with this amount of passion for the sport, well, 
it's just impossible not to see John more time. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you did enjoy this one, do not forget to subscribe to the channel. Give me some thumbs up if you like this. If you didn't like it, well, you can always give me some thumbs down, but please let me know what you didn't like about this. Other than that, just like I always say, don't forget why we all started skating. Cheers!